Welcome to Women Leading the Way radio show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome to Women Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Lisa McNeely. My pronouns are she and her. I'm your host for Spotlight on Recruiting, and I'm happy to welcome our leading lady today, Tracy Ward, to the show. Hi, Tracy. Hi. Good morning, Lisa. So great to be here with you. Oh, I am so excited because today we're talking about employee experience and uh, why it matters and how to improve it. And I know that Tracy and I had had separate conversations about this topic, and it is such an important topic for organizations. And we're going to, so don't go away because we have so much interesting information to share. Uh, but before we, you know, dive into it, I want to introduce Tracy and, and how amazing she is. So Tracy Ward is the President and Chief Strategy Officer for Forward Talent Strategies. It's a human resource consulting company. With 25 years of HR experience, Tracy is passionate about developing strategies and programs for companies to help them achieve profitable growth and create positive cultures where each employee feels a sense of purpose and inclusion within a company. Such an important thing that needs to be done. Uh, Tracy holds a bachelor's degree in sociology from the University of California, San Diego. She is an active learner. Her strong technical knowledge is evidenced by the variety of HR certification and coaching credentials she holds, such as her associate coaching certification. Tracy is an active member of Connected Women of Influence. Uh, and just this past December, Tracy was a Talk presenter and shared her inspiring business story, Stepping Past My Fear. If our listeners, if you missed it, you can certainly catch it on Talk's YouTube channel, uh, I would tell you it's definitely worth the 12 minutes of your time as Tracy shares her business story about creating her own definition of success and the ability to come o- overcome her fear. Uh, so great. It was a great episode. And uh, so congratulations on that, Tracy. And thanks again for, you know, being on the show. Um, so I'm just going to first question, you know, what is employee experience? I don't know if a lot of our listeners know what that even means. Yes, you know, there have been some different terms used in HR, and employee experience is one of the newer up-and-coming kind of cutting-edge concepts. But really, if you think about it, it is somewhat simple if you look at the parallel between the employee experience and the customer service, uh, customer experience. So really, this is H equivalent of how you would interact um, with your internal customers or your employees. So when you think of employee experience, I looked at, look at it as something that's holistic, and it includes everything that employees think and feel and see within the organization. So that can include things like their work and how that's designed, include their company culture, what feels working for that organization, 
And it also encompasses the well-being. So how is my company taking care of my physical, mental, and emotional well-being? And then it's also the technology. Um, how is technology set to allow me to perform my best in my work? So all of these are important because there are, you know, different ways to help make the um, you're setting your employees up for success so they can be effective and efficient in what they do. And when organizations really look at the needs and expectations of their employees and they design an experience that shows they care, it's going to really create a meaningful work experience and the employee is more likely to stay with the company, to be really real, and also become an ambassador of the organization. No, I think that's um, really great, uh, especially your, your parallel between the customer experience and the employee experience. I think for many, uh, just myself in general, is you know you think of customer experience, and if I just take a personal lens into it, it's you know what great experience do I have? Let's say you know when I go to a restaurant, um, what things do they do that make it a great experience? You know, and then you get. Um, you know, the, the review and you get that net promoter of, you know, your one to 10, how likely are you to recommend this? Uh, and, you know, I think from the employee experience, there was a survey done, um, Limeade Institute actually, and they had said, you know, when employees feel cared about, 90% are likely to recommend their company. But if the employees do not feel cared about, it drops to 9% likely to recommend. I mean, that's a huge difference. And you think about when you're, you know, you go somewhere um, and you have a terrible experience, you tell everybody about it. Um, your, your employees are going to do the same thing, right? Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes it's the simple things that you can do to show that you care. So I recently heard an example of an employee who had gotten COVID and so she ended up having to cancel a lot of meetings. And, you know, of course, it was in her household, so her family was also impacted. And so she was having to cancel these meetings, and she contacted her, her boss, um, who, and, who was actually the owner of the company, and let him know, you know, I'm sorry, I, this is what's going on. This is my situation. And um, he completely understood. And then moments later, she in her email a gift certificate for DoorDash. And the note said, you know, just take care of yourself and your family. Here's something that can help you out so you don't have to worry about, you know, what it feels. And it made her feel really good that the situation that was personally impacting her, they cared enough to provide that kindness and that gesture to let them know that she was important. And beyond work, it was, you know, that she personally was important to the company and to him personally, and really meant a lot to her. And when you think of how you can expand that out into a company that's really well known for their employee experience, there are some um, legends that we hear about, such as with Nordstrom, you know, they're, they're so known for their customer experience, but they also um, have, you know, there's been... Um, around their employee handbook that it only has a rule, which is to use the best judgment in all situations, and that's it. So that may not be exactly true, but I think that concept is still there. They want their employees to be able to be empowered, 
to handle the customer um, situations that come up and to use their judgment in resolving those issues. And that environment goes such a long way for those employees to feel that they have autonomy, that they use their own discretion and judgment, and that they're not going to feel micromanaged. And so that's one of the reasons that Nordstrom has, you know, such a loyal brand following is because they take care of their employees and they take care of their customers. Yeah, no, that's, and I think, you know, that's, it's, it's an amazing um, success story that, you know, I know believe uh, Marriott does the same thing with their employees as well. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, it just recently just it comes to mind is, you know, Delta Airlines. So Delta Airlines is, you know, their tag is, you know, people are our priority. And, you know, their CEO, you know, he just came out threatening to permanently ban passengers who don't show respect and civility to others. Um, and, uh, and that includes, you know, their employees plus fellow passengers. And if they refuse to sh- display that basic civility, then, you know, they're not welcome on Delta. Now, that's a huge statement for an airline to make during, you know, the pandemic when, you know, people really aren't flying as much. But, you know, he came out and said, you know, just even last week in Inc. Magazine, he said, you know, we say here at Delta, if you take good care of our employees, your employees will take good care of your customers, then we'll reward your shareholders with their business. And I believe that's 100% true because you, especially, you know, I've worked in customer service. If you expect your employees to provide great customer service, they need to feel that customer service and feel cared about from their employer as well. So I think um, it's just such an important topic. Uh, so before, you know, let's, um, my next question, you know, for you is how is the employee experience different from employee engagement? I think there's a lot of um, connection there, but just what is the difference? Sure. Well, I would say that the employee experience is really, it's holistic. So it encompasses um, the feeling that someone has working for their company. And the difference engagement really refers to the person's commitment to the job. And engagement can really be viewed as a result of the overall experience. If you think of creating a, a great employee experience, that is going to result in someone feeling engaged in the company and feeling that sense of commitment and wanting to be productive and you know, provide the best work and service that they can. So I think the two are so intertwined, and it's so important to really focus on what kind of environment you're creating and what is the brand, what is the image that you want to have for your organization, and be consistent with it. So that example that you provided with Delta it really shows that they're looking at the long term. You know, they make sure that those values are ingrained in their employees and their employees know that are important. And especially when times are tough, employees are looking to leadership for direction. And when they can really feel that the sense of purpose is there and it's meaningful, it's not going to change, it gives them a lot more confidence in the brand. And I would say also some other things that contribute to great employee experience are, you know, making sure that trust and respect is there. That's often part of some, you know, some companies' core values. 
but it's a foundational concept to, you know, make sure that's part of the employee's experience to be able to be clear in the communication that's provided. And that can include, you know, sometimes being vulnerable and sharing, hey, our company's, you know, not doing well. Especially this past year, we've seen a lot of companies go through some times. can be, um, you know, really transparent about that, share where you're at. It helps employees to then understand if you need to make changes. Like if you need to cut back on certain budget items, that transparency helps them to feel like they can be part of the solution. So what things can they do as an employee to help contribute to, you know, cost savings or efficiency and things like that. And that teamwork and collaboration goes a really long way to feeling part of something bigger than yourself. So you don't feel like your job is just being done in a silo. You really understand that all of you working together can impact, you know, a greater goal and a greater sense of purpose for the company. No, I think that that that's um, you know one of those uh, the hierarchy of needs. Honestly, is you know people want to be challenged and they want to contribute, and you know your entire example um, just falls in that. And and I think you know my the question I wanted to ask you, which I think we've already kind of talked about, was you know, but why is it important for organizations to also you know be employee-centered organizations, not just focused on the customer. And, um, and I think you actually already answered that question, um, but I'm going to put it out there for you anyway. So, you know, why? Why is it so important? Sure. This, this has been studied by some really well-known organizations, including Gallup and Deloitte, they produced, um, you know, different reports that you can actually look up to see some of the metrics. But there are some really good, you know, um, outcomes that they've seen. So when employers are providing that good employee experience, they will have more engaged and productive employees. You know, absenteeism is down because people want to come to work. They want to give their best. And they're able to then provide really good quality of work because they're happier. So when they're happier, it's going to put forth more effort. They're going to be willing to ask for more responsibility or take on projects or help their coworkers. And when they have all of those things in place, the end result is the customer experience being better. Because if the employee's happier, they're going to provide that better service to the customer and also, if you have good retention, your customer is going to benefit from all of that knowledge that your employees have because they're with the company for a longer period of time. So you're not having a new employee in there that's still in the learning phase trying to support, you know, questions that a customer is asking. So those are some of the, the reasons. And, you know, there are actual statistics, you know, related to revenue and profitability organizations where the employees are really engaged and they are having that great employee experience, you're finding that revenue can be twice as much and your profitability sometimes can be four times as much. So when you think of this in business terms, there's, you know, credible information pointing to the fact that there are some really tangible outcomes based on 
focus on employee experience. Yeah, and that makes those um, those uh, the tangible and the revenue and the profit. That definitely is a easy way to say hey, this is something that we really do need to focus on. Um, and uh, I think you know when you think about like an employee engagement, we had an episode um, one of our previous radio shows. We had an uh, employee engagement later on, and one of the things that she had talked about was you know you do these employee engagement surveys. And one of the misses that people have or organizations have is not taking action. And I think that your employee experience is that action. And it's not just a touchy-feely. It is definitely tied to, you know, how well your organization is actually going to perform. So, Tracy, you know, your knowledge is very impressive. Um, So I want to find out, like, how did you get involved in human resources and specifically, you know, around this topic, the employee experience? Sure. So I originally got into HR because I wanted to be in a career where I felt I could help individuals. And the idea of helping people with their career development um, and being able to create an environment for them to thrive in companies, that really excited me. And I just got into HR. I thought I would try it out and just fell in love with the variety of things we get to put our hands on. So for Everything from the analytics to, you know, creating that positive work environment and everything from, you know, the recruitment and, you know, we, we call it from hire to retire. So the whole employee life cycle, you're touching everything. And I just loved being able to get my hands in, involved in different things and partner with other parts of the organization and able to do that and work as a team and work, you know, partnering with operations and sales and marketing and all of these different teams, you can really see the strengths that you can bring to all of the programs that get implemented. And there's nothing that's more fulfilling to me than seeing first. So being part of, you know, seeing an employee being able to, you know, earn their degree and be the first in their family to do that or the first one in their family to become a manager or to buy a house. And being able to witness that and know that, you know, those promotions that they got along the way and the support that we provided that enabled them to learn and grow their skills, that is so impactful to me. And it's one of the the amazing things that I've been privileged to be part of, and it what it's what me motivated to continue the things that I'm doing. And I, I oh HR, sorry, please go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I look at HR culture as hand in hand. So you need your foundational HR structure, and those things are important to creating those clear expectations for employees. But you also are building a culture and the employee experiences that you create, that's like your company's secret sauce. That's what makes your company special and unique. And when you're building programs, take care of your employees' well-being, it's really fun. That's where you really can see the impact of things that's even beyond their employment because you're taking care of the person as a whole. And sometimes that also even extends to their family. So that's another really rewarding piece of the work that I get to do. You know, I um, I think that I, I love to 
that you're saying, you know, you love the first, like they buy the first house, the first promotion. Um, I think, you know, I'm reading, I'm actually reading a book right now, um, the, the Power of Moments, Why Certain Experiences Have Extraordinary Impact, and it's by Chip and Dan Heath. Uh, but one of the things that they talk about in the book is, you know, those flagship moments, those first moments. And, you know, when I think about just even from a recruitment standpoint, a first moment is your first day on the job. That is something that you are going to remember because it's one of those magic moments. And it could be remembered good or it could be remembered as a disaster because uh, I just know from my own experience, I've had both. I've started a position where I showed up the first day and I walked in and they're like, oh, how can we help you? And I was like, well, you know, I'm here. It's my first day. And, you know, they go, oh, okay, great. Take me to a desk. It's empty. Uh, and, you know, just you just don't get that warm, wel- welcome, caring feeling um, versus when you have a great customer, you know, or excuse me, an employee experience where, you show up the first day, your name's on the board, they, you know, they greet you, they walk you to your desk, your computer's there, you know, there may be like your favorite snack or, you know, something um, that, you know, beverage that you like or, you know, coffee or whatever that may be, but it just creates that magic moment. And, uh, and so I, I do think that those first experiences are truly important. All right, so um, uh, before, we're going to take a quick sponsor break, um, but don't go away because when we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, some action steps that organizations can take to become an employee-centered organization. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be San Diego's largest private nonprofit university, founded in 1971. Their mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe, with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. You can enroll online today and thank you for your support, National University, and to all of our CWI sponsors and partners. And Lisa, now back to your show. Thank you. So, Tracy, what is the first step an organization can take to become an employee-centered organization? Yes, you know, I say one of the things that is fairly easy to implement or straightforward, I should say. Um, you know, it does take effort, just like everything does. But if you focus on your employees' well-being, that really makes a huge difference because it's that personal touch to check in with your employees or your coworkers and ask how they're doing. You know, sometimes be listening past the I'm fine answer and really – you know, diving deeper, you know, really understanding what's going on with them, you know, are, are there things that you can help support them with? I think just the fact that know that you care and that you're there, you know, to be available if they need you, that makes a huge difference. Um, you know, sometimes as you were referring to, you can conduct that survey to get a baseline of, you know, the that employees are enjoying about their experience, What would they want to have if the company could do things differently? And when you can get that real data, you're able to then benchmark where you're at. And then you can take those action steps 
and be able to communicate back. Here are the you're working on as a company. And the fact that you do that and you create those communication loops to give them the update, that goes a long way to continuing to build trust and credibility because it shows that they provided you the feedback, but as a company, you're actually going to do something about it. And you're telling them the things that you're, you're planning to do. So it really creates um, just an environment that builds that trust. And when you're able to really create some actionable items and show results that you're listening to the things that they're saying, that really contributes to the employee experience being even stronger and for those individuals to feel that they're, whatever it is, their, their physical environment or tools that they need or resources, you're going to the path. You're going to remove obstacles and put in place the things that are going to be valuable and helpful to them. I know that um, for a lot of organizations, when they think about, um, especially when they've done their employee you know, survey and they start thinking about those action steps that they're going to take, uh, a lot of times it correlates to, oh, I need to have a big budget because I need to be able to, you know, put in, um, you know, have happy hour Friday, or I need to, you know, have a ping pong table, or I need to, you know, it it becomes, um, or, you know, major technology or something to that effect. Uh, And so I guess for the smaller organizations that they have a limited budget or they have limited bandwidth, um, what can they do to get started? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I look at those those fun things that a lot of companies have, you know, those bells and whistles, the ping pong table, the, you know, food and, and different things. That's kind of like icing on the cake, but your foundation really needs to be strong. So if the supervisors are not providing, you know, coaching and providing feedback or being a support to their employee, that's a really important element that could be missing or, you know, you could look at where might that be able to be enhanced because a supervisor relationship is something that is the most important to an employee's success and whether they'll stay in the company. So when you create an environment where supervisors aren't there just to manage, but they're there to be a coach and that they can communicate to employees that my intention in providing feedback to you is to help you to be your best. I want to see you succeed. I'm giving you this feedback because sometimes there might be blind spots to your performance or how things come across, or maybe there's mistakes that are made. But my goal is to help you to be successful. And when you explain it in that way, the way that they perceive the feedback then is going to be so much richer. They're going to be more open to it because they understand that your intention is a good one. You're not you know, coming down on them to be or just to criticize, you're providing that feedback because your intention is to help them look at how they could do things differently and how they can be stronger in their performance that will help them to have future success. So I do believe with um, communication, the time that you schedule one-on-one meetings and things like that, that is something that doesn't cost any money, but it makes a huge, huge difference, you know, how they feel about being there. And there are some, you know, studies, too, that when managers don't meet one-on-one at all, 
that employees are up to four times as likely to be disengaged and two times as likely to view, you know, unfavorable. So when you're meeting with your employees regularly, you can dramatically increase their perception um, in a positive way and, you know, it's more likely, too, that they're going to stay with the company because they also see the potential of their career development working under someone who's going to really help mentor and coach them. Yeah, no, I think um, I agree with you. It's so important, and, um, you know, when you have um, that one-to-one, and, you know, hopefully a lot of our listeners haven't had the experience, but I'm going to say probably many have, where, you know, they, their leaders have, you know, you have a scheduled, like, one-to-one meeting, and it gets canceled or pushed back. And, you know, maybe once is okay, but if it becomes the normal, um, it is disengaging. And at that point, you think, wow, I guess they really just don't care about me. Yes, that's so true. true. And, you know, for supervisors, you feel to create um, other support. So, you could take other really strong performers that might be like your ambassadors internally. They might be the people that are very positive. They represent your brand well. They're engaged. You could run the role of being a peer mentor. And so it allows them to kind of be a, a go-to person to show a new employee the ropes to be able to answer questions. And that could take some of the load off of the user and create just a touch point for um, someone else in the company to be a great resource. And it's a nice way to level up someone who's a really strong performer and give them that mentor responsibility. Um, a lot of times, you know, they have a lot of sick reward in being able to be that go-to person. So I think that's, you know, another way that in a small company you can set your new hires for success. And, um, you know, having a clear clear and open communication. Just company is something that's so important. So regardless of the size of the organization, that's something um, I think can be beneficial um, in a lot of ways. You know, you, you can mitigate a lot of issues by being able to address things openly and um, have individuals feel like they could talk to others in the company about things that, um, you know, may be able to be improved. Now, that's um, really, I mean, it's such important, I mean, everything, you know, you're sharing is so important, and we could just, we could continue to keep talking, um, but I'll, unfortunately, we are out of time, so, you know, Tracy, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your insights. Um, before we go, um, just how can our listeners um, contact you if they're interested in a consultation or maybe a customized solution? Uh, how is the best way for them to reach you? Sure, absolutely. Um, They can contact me through my website, and I encourage you to go on there because I have a free gift for our listeners, um, which is a sample of some questions on employee preferences that they could ask. And so this would allow them to, you know, understand what drives and motivates each particular employee by understanding their interests, their, you know, strengths, what do they like to do for hobbies, and you can customize recognition towards what's going to be important for that individual. 
So if you go to our website, it's www.forwardtalentstrategies.com. You'll be able to go under our resources section and download it for free there. And you'll also have access to our newsletters. And if you provide your contact information, we're all well, we're, we welcome to do that. We can have uh, time to talk to you as well. So feel free to do that. We would enjoy to continue the conversation. I would encourage all of our listeners to go to Forward Talent Strategies and download that. And then also go check out the Sue Talks that Tracy um, does because uh, it is amazing. Uh, so, you know, again, Tracy, thank you for being our leading lady today um, and sharing such great information. I want to give a special thanks to all our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally. We'll be back again for another Women Lead Radio show Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific. The next Spotlight on Recruiting episode will be Monday, April 26th at 9 a.m. Have a great week. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.